Hello, St. Louis. This is your host of STL Leaders, Brian Bisking. And today I have Lisa Nichols on the phone. Lisa is the CEO and co-founder of Technology Partners, a women business enterprise and provider of premier IT staffing solutions and software. Lisa and her husband, Greg, founded Technology Partners in 1994, driven by their passion to revitalize the staffing industry with a transparent business model. They co-lead the business today. Lisa is also the host of the Something Extra podcast, which can be found on Spotify and iTunes. Lisa, it's my great honor to welcome you. Brian, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited that this worked. Absolutely. I'm, I appreciate you taking some time today to, to be on the show. I, you know, For our listeners, we've known each other for several years, um, and so I was excited to, to get on your calendar and, and allow you to, to share your wisdom and your leadership uh, knowledge with our guests. I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I, I mentioned just a minute ago, I've, I've known you for several years and I, and I you know, value your, your advice and your, and your leadership. But for the listeners of, of our show, why don't you tell them kind of how long you've been in this, your leadership role at Technology Partners and how did you get to really where you are today as CEO of Technology Partners? Sure, absolutely. Well, I, first of all, let me just say, um, you know, as far as whether or not I had a vision for being the CEO of a tech company, that was really never on the radar. <laughs> uh, but from a very early age, though, I, I kind of would assume like leadership roles in different things. So I'll just tell you, like in high school, so Greg and I, we grew up in Kentucky. We're not St. Louis natives, but we absolutely love St. Louis. And we'll talk about that a little bit as well. But I was the president of both our junior and senior class uh, in high school. And so I kind of assumed leadership roles, even as a child. Um, we went to, to Murray State in Kentucky, and then we were recruited by McDonnell Douglas. Oh. That's what brought us here. And that was 36 years ago. And, you know, we thought when we came here that we would be here for a few years and then probably move somewhere else. And who we ended up saying, I mean, we love, we love St. Louis. I mean, we are St. Louisans now. And so we, for the first 10 years of our, of our career, we spent in Fortune 500 companies and an interesting little side note here, Brian, as you know, I was at McDonnell Douglas and your dad was my boss's boss's boss. Yes. <laughs> But I still, to this day, I mean, I, I look back on that time and I felt like he was kind of informally mentoring me yes. even back then. And your dad and I have maintained a relationship and I'm so grateful for that. But we spent about 10 years in corporate America and then um, 20, it's 26 years ago, we said, you know, let's, let's uh, combine our individual strengths and we're very, very different. Okay. So we have very different competencies which works really well because uh, it, it's a good marriage all the way around. And um, so we said, you know, let's, let's form a company and we jumped on that wagon and that was 26 years ago. So, you know, I think one of the things I've got a good friend in Nashville, Elise Mitchell, and she does a lot of mastermind groups and executive coaching and that sort of thing. And she says, there's either, you're either an accidental leader or you're a leader because you were called to lead. And, I feel like maybe a little bit of the calling was there. Yeah, I feel like maybe Greg and I both felt like that we were going to do that. Um, 
but you know it's one of those things where you grow it's a journey it yes. is a journey it's it's not something that you just come into and you say okay i know everything there is to know i mean truly leadership traits can be learned and really shaped over time and i feel like that's kind of what's happened with me over the last 26 years i mean i've i've just continue to grow and i think that's one of the things that is really important for leaders to understand absolutely you know, ever reach a summit <laughs> right well and i think to your point you know speaking of my father-in-law don imholz for our guest my father-in-law is don imholz he was the uh, cio for uh, boeing as well as the cio for Centene corp you know he he had a journey to get to where he was as, as well right he didn't just start out being the cio of boeing and then the cio of Centene. there was a journey to get him there just like you're speaking to you had a you had your journey to become the ceo of technology partners and i think it's a very important lesson for everybody you know to realize is it takes work and it takes time to get into the position that you want to be in or that you're striving to be in. You just don't wake up one day and become the CEO of a multi-million dollar organization. It takes a lot of it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of um, you know strategic planning and things along those lines to kind of get to where that point is. When you think of your leadership and, and your leadership styles, what would you say is kind of your leadership style and how do you lead the organization that you, you run today? Yeah, well, and, and okay, so to this point, you know, Brian, if you've read Daniel Goleman, I mean, there's a lot of leadership styles out there. I think there's probably about 15 different leadership styles in total. So for me, I know what I'm not, but, you know, what I really strive to be is more of a servant leader. So I'm more, how can I help you? I, I'm more come along. I mean, obviously the leader has to set a vision and a course and Greg is awesome with this. Um, and we can dive into more of the mechanics of that, if you will. Uh, we have a strategic workbook that he has put together for every role and there's aspirational goals. And then from that, then you go down to objectives and key results. And that's kind of how things are managed there. But, um, you know, I would say more of a servant leader. I'm definitely not command and control. I don't think that works sure. anymore. Uh, you have to trust your people. I know what I'm real. I know what my strengths are. Um, I, I, I do all the assessments that I can, you know, disc, and I would encourage people to do that. Know yourself. And I would say that is one of the biggest things for a leader. You got to know who you are. Yes. And absolutely. as a leader, and you've got to know what your non-negotiables are, have your own personal values when you come into that and know what's non-negotiable. Yeah. But it definitely servant leadership, um, affiliative leader, that's more the coaching. And so coming alongside people and they know you're surrounding yourself by people that are not like you. You're surrounding yourself by people that are subject matter experts in what you need. You know where your gaps are, right? And that's one of the tenets of a good leader is building a great team. So, um, yeah. So John Maxwell, I love John Maxwell. I've read a lot of John Maxwell books and, and listened to John Maxwell. And he always says, you know, leadership really, the definition of leadership is really influence. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that... I think that brings you know brings a great point of, about you know qualities that certain leaders have. You know when you, when I think of certain leaders that I have you know come across in my career, um, they all seem to have you know very very similar qualities. And and being an influencer, I think is, is a big big piece of that. For sure, yes. 
Now, there's so many qualities yes. of a good leader. And and obviously, you're not going to come into that situation with all of those things in your tool belt. But right. again, just encourage people, this is something that you can grow. You can, as you are introspective and you know yourself better, you know those areas where you maybe need to spend a little bit more time growing. But my goodness, I would say the first thing for that in, in terms of tenets of a good leader, Brian, is you got to be a lifelong learner. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I think it, it to, to back to our original point about being on the journey to get to where you want to be, there's, there's a lot of things throughout that process that you have to be open to. And that's you got to be a learner, learner of being a successful leader and, and finding those avenues to help you get there, whether that's podcasts or books or videos. And we'll talk a little bit about that later on kind of what has guided you to that that path, uh, that path. Um, what, how do, let me ask you this, when you think of, you know, technology partners, how do you motivate your team? What is it that you do to motivate them to want to come into work every day and give it everything they got to, you know, in my opinion, make technology partners, one of the most well-known, most well-respected tech, tech companies in our St. Louis area. And so how do you, how do you do that as a, as a leader of that organization? Well, okay. I think the first thing you've got to do is as a leader, you've got to build the right team. So hiring is paramount. Hiring is so, so important. So before you go on that hiring journey, I think being very clear about what your values are as a company, our values have not changed, Brian, in 26 years. That's a statement all itself. Our values follow the acrostic delight. So do things right, exceed expectations, learn and share, be, you know, learning organization, innovate and transform. Very important to do that, right? We see companies that have not done that. Absolutely. Grow as individuals, help others. We're, as you know, we're very big on giving back to the community. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important. And then be transparent and, and trust, trust and be transparent. And those core values have not changed. So I think the first thing that that we had to back up and say when we are putting together a team, you have to make sure you're hiring the right people. You have to make sure that you're hiring people that are aligned to who you are and the DNA of your company. And then once that happens, obviously you've got to invest in people. I think that all organizations are made up of people. So I, I don't know who said this. I want to say maybe Steve Jobs, but a strong team will outperform an individual every time. A strong team will outperform an individual every single time. So as a leader, if that is really true, then building a strong team is really important and, and starting with the right people. Absolutely. Right? Um, but when we hire people, I mean, we are hiring them because they are aligned with who we are as an organization value-wise and then the competency. So you have to, to make sure that you're investing in people. And then, like I said, I, I alluded to how Greg has put together and how we do our planning. So there's a strategic workbook that goes across every role and there's aspirational goals for every role. And so then you take 
those aspirational goals and then you break it down, I think it's really, really important for people to understand and have a line of sight mm-hmm. as to their work and that yeah. it matters. Absolutely. Here's how your work matters. Here's how your work makes a difference. Here's how your work really affects Brian's work. Right. Right. It, you know, there, there's a company here in St. Louis, and I know you know them, Cambridge Engineering or Cambridge, I think their name is now changed to Cambridge Air Solutions. And I had the privilege of going into that organization at one point and the way they lead um, from a, a lean manufacturing standpoint, where they have the profit and loss statement on the board for their employees to see every single day. And, and you know, at first I was taken back by that, but to your, it brings a, a very valid point to, to your point is that it lets those employees know that what they do on a day-to-day basis impacts the money that the organization makes, which impacts the bottom line of, you know, what the company can pay those employees. And I think it goes back to a theory that if, if you empower your employees um, to to work the way they want to work, is then they're going to give it everything they possibly have. But it goes back to that very first point of hiring people who have the same value uh, that that you do and have almost kind of an entrepreneurial spirit, you know, inside of them, inside themselves. Um, right. I think it makes a big difference. Right. And, 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 you know, again, Brian, I think innately everybody wants to know that what they do matters, what they are doing makes a difference. And so we even like our lift committee, which is our corporate social responsibility committee, what we do in the community, there is a formula that is tied to that. So, as we and this is this is a funny story, but Greg and I have known each other since we were three and five, Brian. Oh wow. I don't know if you knew that. I did not know that. <laughs> yes, we have. And so we dated all through high school, all through college. And one of the things, many things that I fell in love with Greg about was his heart. And even when we were in high school, he said, you know, I want to build a company one day where we can do really well as a company so that we can do more good in the world. And whether that is, you know, helping build a house and habitat, you know, we support a lot of different missions and a lot of different 501c3s. But the only reason, the only way you can do that is if you do well as a company. And so it's tied in. There's a formula that's tied in to how well we're doing. And everybody knows that, right? So the better we can do and everybody doing their part, the more we're going to be able to do good in the world. And I think people feel really good about that. The other thing I would say about the motivation is just making sure you are appreciating your people. No, I absolutely agree with that. I think it's, it's important for the, um, for your employees to, to know everything about what, what drives the passion for the organization. So I think that's, that's very, that's very important. When you think of um, mistakes that leaders make, what do you view as one of the biggest mistakes that a leader can make within an organization? Well, going back to hiring, I say hiring too fast. That's a big mistake. Yes. Um, I would also say not being vulnerable. Not being vulnerable is a big mistake because and, and when you think about vulnerability, sometimes you think, oh, that equates to weakness. No, it really is a strength. Sure. To be vulnerable is really a strength to say, listen, you know, I made a mistake here. I went down the wrong path. You know, I'm sorry that I did that. Or if you say, okay, we've got this challenge in front of us. 
what do you guys think? Yeah. Being vulnerable to say, I don't have all the answers. My goodness. If you have somebody that says you have all the answers, they have all the answers, run the other way. Right. It's <laughs> probably not somebody you want to to follow. Well, really. I think it also empowers your employees back to the point we made earlier to let them have a voice to um, impact the 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 path that you guys take as an organization. I absolutely. I another thing that I would say, and and I made this mistake early on, Brian, is plan to plan. If that makes sense, take time. Sometimes, especially when you're starting out, when you're an entrepreneur and you're starting out, you're running about 200 miles an hour. You're doing everything. <laughs> yeah. You're wearing every hat yeah. <laughs> in the organization. So sometimes it's hard to do that. But take the time, carve out that time, have a meeting with yourself. Yeah. If you will, schedule a meeting with yourself to kind of be introspective. I think it's really important. I see so many leaders start out with the right intention and the right motive and the right heart. And then somewhere along the way, they get off the rails, get off the tracks. And wow, one degree off, one degree off for a long period of time, you're going to end up somewhere you don't want to be. Yeah. That's and very true. I, I think that is, I think uh, Tim Tebow said something that I absolutely love. He says, you know, the, the thing that I, think would be the the hardest thing for someone is to get to the end of your life and look back and go, I gave my life to all the wrong things. I had my ladder against the wrong wall. And so I think having those that regular cadence mm-hmm. of having a meeting with yourself to say, am I doing the right things right now? Am I focused on the right things? What are my motives for what I'm doing? Right. Yeah, making sure you're checking yourself is really important, and a lot of leaders don't do that because they're going 200 miles an hour. Right. No, I, and that's a good, very good point. I mean, I you know every every small business owner that I've ever met, they they always wear many hats. They're always running 100 miles an hour. But I think it it, it is very important to take a step back and make sure you're you're leading the organization the best way you possibly can. And and being and we've talked about this being a student of of leadership, right? And so I know I know you listen to a lot of podcasts and read a lot of books. For our listeners, what are some things that you could you would advise our guests on? Um, either books that they could read or podcasts that they can listen to when it comes to leadership, uh, and what has helped you in your career? Well, I'm a voracious reader. Greg is too. Um, I I've just gone over to the Kindle. <laughs> <laughs> So he's like, Lisa, if you would do the Kindle, you could have so many more books on there. I, I still love to have a physical book in front of me, but I read a lot. And oh my goodness, um, Drucker is a great one to read. I've already mentioned John Maxwell, Peter Leggioni. Um, Ask other leaders what they're reading. Yes. Even when you're having a networking meeting with somebody, ask them the question, what are you reading right now? Yeah. And what what are you learning? What are you learning? And where are you learning that? Right. So podcasts are really important. I mean, as you know, Brian, I have a lot of leaders on my podcast too. And every time I have one on there, I am taking nuggets away that I'm putting into my tool belt. Absolutely. Well, I think, you know, one of the, we talked about this before we got started today is one of the things I've learned by doing this podcast is I've 
not only do I get to share, um, you know, my guests with my network um, and, and, you know, their inspiration, their vision for leadership, but I also get to learn from them as well. This is, this has been a very fun experience for me. It's been a, it's been really uh, eye-opening, uh, but it's been, it's been really valuable uh, to learn from people like yourself um, how you got to where you were today and, and how the journey that you took to get there and all the, the pieces that helped you get in that spot. Um, not only is that for our listeners, but it's for myself as well. And it's, it's been a real joy. Um, I always end my podcast with the same question. And the, it's, I guess it's my, I, my hit at home question, I guess you could say, but is it's, I always want to give our listeners one piece of advice uh, that, that you as I, you know, in my eyes, is one of the most successful leaders we have here in our community. To your point, I, I follow you uh, and, and technology partners on social media, and you guys are always giving back to our community. Um, and so, I, you know, on behalf of myself and STL Leaders Podcast, I thank you for that. But what's one piece of advice you could give to our listeners when it comes to leadership or anything that really involves encompassing um, being successful? Let me give you a couple. Okay. <laughs> because it's hard for me to narrow it down to one piece of advice. But it kind of goes back to what I said before, Brian. Know who you are and relentlessly refuse to believe anything else than that. Yeah. Know who you are. Know what drives you. What What does successful leadership look like to you? And that's going to look a little bit different probably for a lot of people. For me, I will just tell you, it it is certainly, there, there are many tenets there, right? And many different things that, that we could say about successful leadership, but it's not just about making money. It's not about profit margins and KPIs. At the end of the day, it is about the people that you are impacting. Are you improving the lives of the people in your constituency? Absolutely. And, and that can be obviously your employees, your employees have been entrusted to you. You're a steward of them. You're a steward of their lives. And Dr. Richard Blackaby is a really dear friend of ours. And I consider him a mentor. And he said something one time, I actually had him come and speak to a group of millennials. And we are hosting it, right? And I'm thinking to myself, this I'm hosting this event for these millennials. I'm so excited for these millennials and young people to meet this person that we've just come to know and to love so much. And I'm standing in the back of the room and he starts talking about growth and how important it is to continue to grow, never stop growing. And what he said, Brian, just hit me in like a dagger in the heart. And he said, when you stop growing, someone in your circle will get hurt. Hmm. Whether that's your spouse, whether that's your employees, whether that's your children, whoever, whoever's in your circle, someone's going to get hurt. Because what that basically means is you've decided not to continue to try to be the best version of yourself. You're not going to the next level and your kids probably need you to go to that next level of growth as a parent. Your employees need you to go to that next level as their leader right. and as a coach, right? So um, never stop growing would be another one, but know who you are 
always keep that. Make sure your ladder's against the right wall. Yeah, no, I think those are both very valuable pieces of advice. And, um, you know, I definitely appreciate that. Lisa, on behalf of STL Leaders, I want to thank you for giving us uh, your wisdom today and your time. Um, you know, it's been it's been awesome. I, I can't thank you enough for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be on, on my show. I'd also like to thank our, our sponsors, Cornerstone Employer Solutions, Inbound Blend Digital Marketing, and NWIT. Lisa, on behalf of uh, STL Leaders, thank you. I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me, Brian. Thank you. Bye-bye.